What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to another edition of Real Chronicles, brought to you by AcidematicReal.com. I'm your host, David. I am joined with today, Mr. Jack Renault. What is going on? Uh, Super excited to talk about this movie, and hopefully there won't be any glasses jokes made about a certain character. No, (laughs) no, no, no. And uh, Hunter took a break this week because I'm not sure he has seen this movie. So we are joined with two special, very special guests. Mr. Merck with the movies, JC, welcome back. It's been a while. How are you today, good sir? Always good to join you in this podcast, and I'm happy to be talking about one of our favorite childhood movies. Absolutely. And joining us for the very first time, Mr. Woo. Tyler Banar. Good day, Tyler. How are you today? Hello, gentlemen. It's uh, been a long time to come, but I'm really happy to finally be making my uh, Real Chronicles debut, and uh, it's been a good day. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be a good day because we're going to talk about and celebrate the 30th anniversary of my favorite sports film. Is it the best? No. Is it my favorite? Absolutely. The Sandlot. I adore every aspect of this film. We're going to break everything down from what's aged the best, what's aged the worst, our favorite characters, who's Al Martino, everything, all of the above. But before that, let's get into some of the news of the week. Um, This just broke. There's really more on the... I'm really impressed by this number that I wanted to show, throw it at you guys. So Super Mario Brothers is estimated at, to make $368 million this weekend. Rise um, up, gamers. Rise up. Anyone that shat on the movie, you're going to get a lot of more of these. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the original projection was 250 worldwide, but it's done so well. I think it's 195 domestic alone. So, wow. yeah. Um, I think we all that saw it liked it, right? I have yeah. not seen it yet. I'm waiting, it? For, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for my group of friends who are all gamers can be free, so then we're all going to go see it together because yeah, that's like here. our I, big Nintendo fans. I suspect you will like it, Jack. I, 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 I just want references and like an entertaining story, and if I can get both of those, then I will be delighted. All I will say is you're going to get the same type of story that you get in the game which is basically nothing you're gonna go from point a to point b okay and that's about it uh but i know what i'm getting into when i play a mario game so i'm sure that you're gonna right. know what you get into um all right next bit of news is there have been a lot of trailers dropped this week i don't know what you guys have seen but i'm just gonna run through them real quick um blue beetle very excited uh, so excited first live action latino superhero i am all in and it's our boy miguel so i i I can't help but be very excited from it it looks very very good uh jc i know you're we're a big fan all right for sure just like the miguel aspect and just being latino you know i was really excited to see representation for us in a big screen in a big product like this i like to i like full disclosure like I, i i collect comics and i collect graded comics so I tend to try to get ahead of the curb on certain characters that are making their debut. Like in 2018, I bought a Miles Morales first appearance graded for $42. That comic is close to a thousand right now. Uh, I bought a Blue Beetle comic for 32, no, 33.75, like four months ago. 
with the anticipation that this actually may be good. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a thousand dollar book, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jack, did you? I know you love the superhero genre. You didn't get a chance to see this, I assume, right? I saw the first like ten seconds of it as I was scrolling through Instagram, and I saw I saw Zola, and I was like, "Hey, glad to see he's like getting more work because I know Cobra Kai's ending." So and... I'm happy for him, and happy that there's going to be a uh, Latino representation. But yeah, as you know, <laughs> <You're>... my <laughs> the biggest fan in the world continues. Yeah, and Ty, did you get a chance to see it? Uh, same as Jack. I'm only seeing like the first ten seconds on Instagram. All right. Uh... What I expect to be the best animated film of the year. We got our second trailer of Spider-Verse. Um, yeah, I, I'm all in. That's an, <laughs> another book I bought early for Spider-Man 2099, the Oscar Isaac. I bought that book for $15 like last year. Um, it looks fucking incredible. Like, can, you, can we just end the animated feature discussion already? Like, yeah. It, it's over. Like, it's nothing. Chicken I don't need to run see it. comes in hot. Let's go. <laughs> Like so, for uh, Pixar Gang Elemental. So I'll I'll ask Jack this: Is the nomination good enough for you? I will uh, yes, because Ardman. I don't. It's been a while since they've gotten a nomination. I think they got in for the second Shaun the Sheep movie too, and I just love to see them nominated because their dominance, like in the early '90s, like winning the, the short award like three times within like five years, that makes me really happy. So. Seeing them get in, because the animated feature category didn't exist when the first one came out. It was introduced the year after. It would be nice little vindication, finally. And to Ty's comment, yeah, I would I would probably guess Elemental would be the biggest that's competition. That's definitely going to be up there. Yeah. That's the only Pixar one this year, right? I yeah, I think, think so. Like movie coming out this year. I do think, like, thinking about it, depending on how the landscape ends by the end of the summer, I do think with this box off, I think Mario gets in. As like the yeah, boss, yeah. like that it boss, like that boss baby type of nomination. Everyone's gonna cry about on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that sounds about right. Um, and then last two trailers, uh, Indiana Jones. Just, just give it to me. Just, mm-hmm. just give it to me. And uh, last trailer um, is the soon-to-be Best Picture nominee, Barbie. Yes, sir. I'll ask. I'll ask you guys your perspective. Uh, I'll start with Jack. What did you think? It just continues to reel me in. Like at first, like when I first heard of like live action Barbie, I was like, all right. And then I heard the talent. I was like, okay. Like you, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. And it's just continued to get worse and worse. And now I've seen the trailers, and I'm like, all right, just like. I'm seeing Barbie first and then Oppenheimer. Like, that's where, like, my priorities have switched. <laughs> now it's to a point where I'm like, I've got to see this. Because, like, the more of the world that they've given to, like, in the trailers, I'm like, all right, just, like, keep it coming. And me being a big Wes Anderson fan, give me all the pastel. I do not care. Yeah. Keep it coming. I'm leaving Tyler for last because I know this is his, like, most anticipated movie of the, se- the century. Uh, JC fan come on you didn't even gotta ask yeah. you, you know I'm, I'm i'm all in since since greg has been involved this trailer was this like like jack is just like i'm so interested by this like it looks great but i just i don't know it's just like i'm really excited for this and ty yeah so i think uh watching this teaser i mean 
I my my saw the original one back in December. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna leave it there. No more trailers. I just want to have that be it. But then I watched this, and I'm definitely so I was definitely convinced that I think Warner Brothers and Greta Gerwig are they definitely know what they're doing with this movie and how they're gonna market it. And um, I was I was actually hanging out my family earlier, and uh, my my younger sister was talking about it with uh, me and my dad, and she was saying that she was making the comment how like at the very beginning there's that shot of a Barbie's feet. And I was just, yep. just like, I, I, I admit, I thought that was really cool. They did that. And like, I, what I love what I'm seeing so far is that like Greta Gerwig's, you know, she's bringing all these little details, like for example, like, 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 like the Barbie feet. And the other thing was that, um, in the first teaser, that outfit that Barbie's wearing is like the first outfit when the first Barbie was ever sold. And on top of mm-hmm. that, they also have, um, uh, Alan and uh, Midge, two forgotten Barbie dolls. They're bringing that into the movie. And so, like, Warner Brothers, like I said, if I say it, I want to say it again, Warner Brothers and Greg Gerwig know exactly what they're doing. And on top of that, they're releasing it the same day as Oppenheimer, my most anticipated movie of the year. And so, like, we got a tale of two movies coming out on July 21st, and I'm really ecstatic for that. It's very interesting, the whole idea of, like, what screens these two movies are going to take. So it looks yeah. like Barbie's taking up the Dolby screenings because if you look at the poster, it does have Dolby Cinema on it, and then Oppenheimer will have the IMAX. So I they imagine. can still have their; they're both going to have their premium formats. And I, I think Barbie's going to win the weekend. I don't even think it. I don't think it's going to be close to be honest because of it, the, it, they, is Barbie rated PG thirteen? Yes, it is, and not even okay. that. It's it's. I've read that it's going to be less than two hours. Plus, you're going to have the older female dynamic yeah, the little yeah, girl that it, barbie's gonna win the weekend like it it's gonna be close but i think barbie actually maybe i don't even think it's gonna be close i think barbie wins the weekend interesting yeah i, I feel yeah. i feel good about that what like because if you think about it i mean one has nolan opened one since rises um because i don't really ca- i don't really count tenet because there was nothing out Inception. No, no, I mean since Dark Knight Rises. Interstellar open at Interstellar open at one. Interstellar maybe like that first weekend, but I'm I don't think it like maintained like a box office like domination. Yeah, I'm checking right now for uh, Dunkirk. Just that move, Dunkirk. Maybe, maybe like its first two weekends. Like has it? uh, I'm wondering if anything since Dark Knight Rises open at one for him. No, everything. Interstellar two. Bro, you remember how hyped some people were for that? Yeah, like that first that first weekend for sure. But like, then, it does, I don't think it like stays. And then it I probably saw, like drifts down a bit. And then I saw the movie, and I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> <laughs> a guy behind a bookshelf." Gotta love Nolan. Yeah. Uh, have which, you watched? Have you have you rewatched it since Harley's been born? I've watched it before she was born. I need to watch it after she's born. Mm. But I guess I'd hide behind a bookshelf for my for my daughter. <laughs> sure, why not? As I'm, as- is about to be Titanic all over again. No I way! I can yeah, guarantee like I you. <laughs> I can guarantee you will not be that. Ty, you were gonna add something? Yeah. So I was. I, I just looked it up. Uh, Dunkirk did win its opening weekend with uh fifty million dollars. Okay. Um, in second weekend it grows twenty six point six million, and it beat out newcomer. Uh, so it won second weekend. It won okay. six in a row. That's that's all I need to know. I was just curious. So, okay. Yeah. So there's no yeah, Dunkirk. So we're going to have and, – and Warner Brothers, which coincides to my next piece of news, is that Joker 2 or Joker whatever it's being called. Um, I'm not going to – I'm not even going to destroy the name of it. Uh, has are going to change it. I hope not. 
I, I do like the title, even though I can't pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> it's Rap Shooting, and it will be released. Because uh, a couple of my buddies, like more casual, they're like, oh, Joker's coming out this year, right? And I'm like, no. Nope. They're like, why? And I'm like, well, it's, it's, ex- <laughs> it's extremely strategic because Warner Brothers has Dune and Barbie. So for Oscars right. next year, they're probably going to yeah. throw – I think it's probably going to Venice again and TIFF and NIF yeah. like like it, the first one did. So uh, I didn't want this, but I'm pretty – I'm very curious as to what this is, like Joker 2. I'm very yeah. curious as to what this is. They've still been very like under wraps about like what the movie like actually is. We just know Joker – Harley Quinn, and that it potentially maybe is a musical. First time yeah. live action version of, of Harley has used her middle name. Harley mm. Francis Quinzel. It's in the newspaper. Uh, I wonder if she goes supporting if she wins. I, if she's the one that wins this time. I don't... Would be cool, though, because Joaquin, uh, Joaquin, Joaquin once again. <laughs> and, and Al Pacino couldn't win anything. Like Godfather? <laughs> Listen, Joaquin's not Art Carney, though, so we got to give him that. Um, this this news kind of upset people, but I'm not big on this animated film. We're getting a oh. live action Moana. Uh, I just oh, love yeah. I just love film Twitter and Instagram going apeshit for stuff that really doesn't matter. Like let the Rock cook. He failed him at Black Adam. Let him let, let him cook. Um, I don't care. But what do you guys think, Jack? I'll start with you. It's just like. Man, like I, I get why they're doing it, and like I'm at least glad that they're getting the rock, and hopefully they'll be able to get the voice actors from Moana back. But a live action remake for a movie like that was released like seven years ago, <laughs> and a movie that was like pretty decent, I would say. Like I don't, it's not like a hot, like that. Also means like Tangled is coming soon, I'm sure. Frozen is no doubt going to be on the oh, horizon. Frozen is absolutely oh, yeah. a lock. Yeah. If, if they're already going to Moana, I'm sure they're going to backtrack. Um, Encanto. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't know if you guys watch, uh, there's a YouTube channel called Shea Farilla's. Um he, he made a video talking about this, and there was a comment that I found. It was really just like, it was hilarious, but it was also just like, you know, I could hypothetically see it what he's just said what if we reach a point where disney just simultaneously reaches releases live action and animated movies at the same time and just has like a live action version and an animated version (laughs) and pick your poison type of thing (laughs) yeah um but i mean hopefully it's good i just i want to see what the crab looks like uh but yeah, like you said, Dave, some people were getting a little too upset about it. Way too upset. It's like there are other th- things to worry about than The Rock <laughs> may- being in a live-action water. Uh, do you guys have any comments, JC or Ty? Uh, go ahead, JC. Uh, no, I mean, I, I actually love the original, like, but I'm sitting with Jack. It's like seven years old. That was just my biggest issue. Like, if, if this had been, when I, like, in five years, he told me they were going to remake, I'm like, okay, whatever, like. We know this is what this has been doing for like the last twenty years, about it, in five years. But yeah, the big what the fuck for me was just—it's been seven years, like bro, like what are you been giving it at least a decade anymore? That's yeah, my. I'm with you. 
Yeah, I'd say for for me, I'm really starting to question Dwayne Johnson and hey, his hey, person. We, because... we don't, we don't hey, 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 this is a rock friendly zone, my friend. A cool guy, but like it seems like with Black Adam and now he's doing this, it's like you know, can you really trust him as a professionally as a, as an actor and as a businessman? You know, making movies. I mean, I mean, I'd say a, he basically killed the DCEU. And now he's uh, and now he's off gonna my only movie that just just came out within the past decade. I guess my only counter would be, outside of Black Adam, The Rock does very well box office wise. Very well. He takes shit that no one would see. Like, let's just put it this way: perfect example of like, I would put like, Disaster Trash that JC and I like, like Skyscraper. Put that movie with another star. That movie makes fifteen dollars, but the <laughs> but the Rock is the Rock, and I mean the Rock still is like a box office hit. People, I think, I think it was a very bad storm with Black Adam. People were tired of the DCEU. He happened to be talk a very big game, which I don't think he should have ever done because you know how the tox the toxic toxic nature of fans are. Mm-hmm. If it fails, they were going to jump on him. They jumped on him. He continued to talk. It was like a whole thing there. I, I think this movie will still make money because on my, on my Facebook, yeah, I still use Facebook. Um, A lot of my family friends and just friends as a whole were really excited about the Moana news. So they're like all in on it. It's more like this close-knit cinephile community. They're like, live action Disney. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, moving on, this one I'll... Star Wars celebrations this weekend, and I, for one, am very, very excited <laughs> with what's, what was announced. So, uh, we got our first look of Ahsoka, our new Ahsoka trailer. Uh, looks fantastic. We got our first confirmation that uh, Lars Mikkelsen, who played Thrawn in the animated series, is going to be returning for the show. But most importantly, I think Star Wars finally has a plan in place for their movies, which is... I am very excited. So we're getting a Dave Filoni film, which is closing out the Mandoverse, which makes me think that's ending sooner than later. James Mangold, which is my most excited of the three projects. A biblical look at the creation of the Jedi that takes place 25,000 years before New Hope. I That's like literally... Bring back the map paintings. Like, Bring back the map paintings. I know, I know Jack is like, Give me six hours with a one-hour intermission, and I'll, I'll be good. Give me the intermission. <laughs> and then um, Shareem Obayid Chinoy is directing a movie that takes place 15 years after Rise of Skywalker, and Daisy Ridley is returning. Uh, she, I love Star Wars fans. You know the Ty. Ty, know we were on. We we're just on a podcast, and like yeah. I kind of ripped the toxic fandom. Remember a couple of years ago when everyone fucking hated Daisy Ridley? She got the only standing ovation when she was announced yesterday. Like, man, these fucking... St- I lo- oh, it never fails. But yeah, Jason, the worst. And I know we What's talked that, about man? it, like, off, off the line, like, yesterday. I had mentioned to you, JC, like, you're like... And I understand your concern, like, they announce all these movies and none of them have come... To- the fact that they announced them at Celebration is much different than the investor call. So I feel true, good true, that, true. like, I think we're going to get these... So I'll just start with Jack on the three movies. What do you think? Well, I can all Star Wars can and has won me back in the past, but they've also like lost me at times. So I'm always down for a new project. Um, I'm ex- I'm glad Ray's getting more stuff. Uh, 
again, I've always been of the belief that I think the characters in the sequels are good. They were just bogged down by in like incomplete writing, just like with like a good through line. Uh, and like, like you said, I really love Daisy Ridley's performance. So I'm glad that she's getting more, uh, she's getting more of a light to shine in the star Wars universe. And then, yeah, I'm also excited for the visions for the new season of visions. that's yet to come. Cause Oh, I, I like that. visions. I like visions. Too. Yeah. 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 They, they didn't, I don't think they had anything about that, but that is, I, I did just remember that was on the horizon too. Uh, Ty, I'll go to you. Uh, I got no input. I'm not going to see any of these things. So, oh yeah, you're not really, you're not too big on Star Wars. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Daisy Ridley. Oh, well, um, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, you're not, but you're not big on like the franchise as a whole, right? No, I'm not. I'm not big into Star Wars, God but uh, it, for obvious reasons. But, uh, but I do think with the news that Daisy Ridley's coming back and uh, they're making movies centered around her, I think it's, uh, I think it's great. Um, especially with the flack that uh, she got um, when when the, the sequel trilogy for doing nothing wrong. So, well, I mean, she, I mean, yeah, she, I don't think she did anything wrong either. But I mean, I'm, I'm, if anyone gave her crap for it, I mean, shut up now. You guys, can, you guys, she's gonna get her own movie now. So. And JC. Um, no, yeah, like if we get all these, I'm very happy about them, and I think I'm with I'm with David because he's talking a lot offline. Like, I don't hate the sequel trilogy like most people. The only one I don't like is Rise of Skywalker. I love the Last Jedi. And I really like The Force Awakens, so I'm excited for all this. Just, I just hope it happens. Yeah, same. And now the movies and the shows are going to be separated into different eras. So Mangold is going to be in the Old Republic, then there comes the High Republic, then the Fall of the Jedi, which is the sequel, the prequel trilogy. Reign of the Empire is the original trilogy. Then we have Age of the Rebellion, which is the sequel trilogy, and then New Republic. And oh no, I'm sorry, Age of the Rebellion is after Return of the Jedi, New Republic, and then the Rise of the First Order, which is the sequel trilogy. Um, yeah, and then people online on Twitter were complaining that why are you naming the prequels the Fall of the Jedi? I'm like, because that's exactly what happened in the prequel trilogy. But whatever. <laughs> and finally, last bit of news. I know Jack's been waiting for JC and I to click on this. Um, Let's go. <laughs> so, I, I my scooper told me that there was a meeting in Hollywood a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, and it was between Michael Mann and Al Pacino. And Al Pacino comes in, he's like, Michael, I got an idea. You seen The Godfather Part Two? How about an old Macaulay? And me in the future! How about we make Heat 2 and we run it back? <laughs> that really did happen. It really did. So, And the, the media continued and I was like, I got a great idea for you. How about we bring that Adam Driver kid into this movie? <laughs> And that's exactly I what heard these guys on Real Chronicles talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> which, which we did. Literally, wait, was that for the chop? Because we we talked, we, we joked talked about, about that. We joked like a about it like back. a couple of weeks ago, and like just the idea of like, oh my god, god it feels like a Godfather two style. He too, like can you like that's pretty much what it is. So Adam Driver is rumored to be like I don't want to get excited because Michael Mann has had projects in the past that I've been excited for and it hasn't happened yet. So 
I, I hope this happens. Uh, but yeah, he too in the works. JC, what do you think? I mean, come on, we we love this movie. It's my number four of all time. Like I'm I, when I posted about it, I saw people say like, oh. Why they need to, you know, like, make a sequel? I'm like, it's based on a really great book. Like, if it was just him saying, I'm going to make Heat 2 without no book source, I would have I would have probably been like most people. But I, I thought the book was great. So I'm very excited. And I'm excited for the, the whole Godfather 2 parallel of, like, President, the past and then the, like, 1998, because that's when the book takes place in the, the Al Pacino scenes. And similar to Dave, I'm like, if it, I really hope it happens, but like man has had projects that don't come to be. So yeah, like if, the other room I like is like supposedly Arthur Butler might be playing young Chris, which is yeah, that would be, be pretty great. Exciting. That'd be great. And I mean, um, the whole Vincent Hanna who's gonna play the young version of him, that would be. Uh, we know who we I'll want. Timothy. We know I'll who we want. Timothy. Too, I think it'd be too young. I mean, the Oscar Isaac. We've been fan casting that oh, since the most oh, violent year. Yeah. What about you, Ty? You just you just saw Heat for the first time, right? Yeah, I saw I saw Heat for the first time back in February, and as of right now, it's the number one movie my first time watched in 2023. Wonderful, so, yeah. splendid. Yeah, so it's it's the best first time watch I've had so far this year. Um, and yeah, like I think uh, Heat two, I'd be down for. Um, I'm really curious to see how they do it, and from what it sounds like, it's going to be a fun time. But uh, yeah, I'd be down. I'd be down for Heat two and see. Uh, I'm driving Al Pacino in it. I Same. Mean, so yeah, I'd be. I'm cool with Heat two. All right, and that's all the news for the week. Let's get into some of the things we watch. Ty, you asked before we we started recording. Can I? Can I? Can I uh, cook? Go ahead and cook. What do you got? Okay. All right. So um, I started out. I'm going to start with White Rush recently to just go back to the end of the month. So uh, last night, I watched uh, for the first time uh, Martin Scorsese's 1988 film, The Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> and um, I, I thought it was okay. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm Catholic. I'm watching it as a Catholic. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was all right. So, like, I had some, like, some, my, some of my personal beliefs, you know, back to the way I, I watched it. Um, but other than that, I mean, like, I applaud Scorsese and uh, Nikos Kanzenzakos, or however you pronounce the author's name. I, I applaud them. Like, they, they, did what they, they did what they set out to do. They got done. So hats off to them. But I think overall, it's a, it's a two and a half for me. Um, I rewatched Sandlot for this, which I guess into later. Um, I also watched um, a documentary called Louis Capaldi, How I'm Feeling Now, which is a Netflix documentary about uh, Scottish singer-songwriter Louis Capaldi. Um, I like his music. Um, fun documentary to see what he does and, you know, like, see his life and all that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. I watched Air and Tetris. Um, both saw films. I think Air was better. Um, Tetris was almost okay, but uh, it was still pretty good. And then lastly, I watched, uh, for the first time, my flight back from New York, uh, Sunset Boulevard. And, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun time. That was a – Sunset Boulevard is a great movie. Um, it's actually number two for my first time watches of the year so far. Um, oh, ooh, yeah, yeah, right behind Heat. And uh, but Sunset Boulevard, it's a uh, you know, it, I was I was not expecting it to be what it was. I was not expecting it to right. be a movie about. Um, I went to it mostly blind, and like mm-hmm. I, the story that I came out from it, I really liked a lot. So um, I'll leave it at that. That's what I watched recently. How 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 did you come out on the rating end for that? 
Uh, I gave Sunset Boulevard a uh, four and a half out of five. Nice, nice. Yeah, four and a half. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh. Oh shit! Was that all you had? Yeah, that was all I had. That's all I was gonna do. Oh okay. I was surprised you didn't bring up D and D. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do too much, so I just uh, I'm leaving. I'm. I decided to just watch everything. I cover everything I've watched in April so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I only have three things really because I have been devoting most of my time to a show that is of quite a big stature. So I've been doing a lot of that. I saw D and D with Tyler, Dave, and Helmer in New York. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Um. I, I thought it was perfect, a perfectly harmless watch. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say it was kind of forget, forgettable, and I have forgotten like a bit of it since. But like I know that like in the moment when I saw it, like I had a fun time. The IMAX screen was huge, so that was definitely a bonus. And I really don't have any reason to recommend people not see this movie. So, uh, and then in, because of my New York trip, I wanted to rewatch Eyes Wide Shut. Because I'm just, oh. amazed, I'm just amazed that Kubrick was able to just like recreate that as well as he did. Like knowing that he like hated to fly, um, it was just insane knowing the extent at which he went about recreating New York, uh, like on a sound stage in England. Uh, and Dave has returned just in time for me to discuss the series that I've been watching for the last week. Oh yes, let's go. And this is the first time I've watched this since about 2017. And I've got to say, I have forgotten a lot of the specifics of this show. So I'm pretty much falling in love with it again. And I'm talking about the show that ushered in the second golden age of television, The Sopranos. I I just finished season two today. Uh, Yeah, man, It, it just keeps climbing up my favorite shows list. I still have Twin Peaks, Community, Succession, and Breaking Bad ahead just for, like, personal reasons, but, like, I 100% agree with the take that The Sopranos is, like, the best show ever made, and, like... Sure damn is. Definitely the most important question. And, yeah, I've just, like, really, really been into it much more than I was the last time, and... Probably now because I've had like multiple more viewings of like Godfather and Goodfellas, and the show is essentially like a hundred hours of Goodfellas, and like how could you not like that? Um, and yeah, I I'm sure I'll be talking about it more on what I watched as I get closer and closer to the end. But first two seasons, first time in a while, perfection, definite ten out of ten. Awesome. All right, who's up, JC? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna highlight um uh, three because I don't want to like take this too far. Um, I watched Super Mario Brothers, which me and Dave are big fans of. Um, you know, like is the a new animated one better? Yeah, but I still like I said in my review, I feel I will probably watch the original more just because I like the I thought the the story is more interesting. And it's also like, come on, it's like, what did people expect in, with 1983 graphics? They thought it was we were gonna get a, a live action Bowser and it was gonna look good. Like, I, I don't mind what, yeah, like I don't mind what they did. Like, come on, like it's, it was 1983. Like, you wanted Bob Hoskins to go up tubes? Nah. Um, I also I saw Dick Tracy, which 
I need. I hope one day we get Dave doing Al Pacino as Big Boy Caprice, cause that <laughs> might be. Cause that might like I love him and he, but I think this might be his most over the top hammiest performance. And I, he's so I funny. Love, he's so funny love, in that. Wait, was he nominated? He was. was he that was double nominated. Woman year? No, that was nineteen ninety. Oh wait, he got in for that, but not Godfather Three. <laughs> Like, was Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. But, yeah, it's just, like, it's fun that the Academy actually won for this performance. Like, if, you, if you've seen Big Tracy, you know that that's not something that you can go for. And then I also saw Liar Liar, which I think is mm. probably the funniest Jim Carrey performance in terms of in terms of physical comedy. Like, the stuff he does in that movie is just incredible. Like, rubber face, pretty much. Yeah, those are the yeah. three I wanted to highlight. Like three movies from my childhood that I love re- rewatching. All right, I could I... agree with that liar liar take. I I agree one thousand percent because I'm not big on Ace Ventura. <laughs> oh, I do like the ma- I do like the mask though. I do you like the mask. Yeah, yeah. The mask is really good. Um. All right. So for me, I, I, I'll try to make this quick. Um. Some stuff I can't talk about yet. I'm watching the new Fatal Attraction show. Uh. I saw Mafia Mama. Uh. That'll be a conversation <laughs> to have later. Um, oh man! <laughs> stuff I can't talk about is South Paint, which is one of the worst movies of the year. Uh, <laughs> Super Mario. Versus Skinnerink? No, nothing. Skinnerink is one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. I don't think there's ever going to be a movie in my life. I actually think it's it's in deep competition. If I didn't love the Halloween franchise so much, it would probably top Halloween Resurrection as the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. But Skin and Marink is like probably like top three worst things I've ever seen in my life. Like it's it's terrible. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, which we talked about. Then I, I I've just had a very weird run lately. Um, I saw Sleeping with the Enemy for the first time today. Um, my my review says the following: Ben Woodward must really love eighties horror. One, he has a Tom Atkins style stash, and two. His obsession with the opening score of The Shining, because that fucking thing plays th- throughout the Fuck entire yeah. movie. It's bad, but it's fun. It's so trashy fun. I had a good time with it. Uh, let me see. What else can I highlight here? Uh, time to Kill. It's just really odd. Joel Schumacher made this in between the two Batmans. thought that was really funny. Saw, <laughs> saw Disclosure for the first time. with. Uh, yeah. It's fine. I went three stars. It's fine. Um, okay. Saw Pumpkinhead. Terrible. Um, Empire of the Sun. So this is Spielberg really trying to win an Oscar. I didn't like Empire of the Sun. It's fine. Aggressively mediocre for, for Spielberg. I I'm a fan. Uh, so Westworld for the first time. Pretty gnarly fun movie for the 70s. Uh, saw Rylane. Don't get it. Um, and I think that's it, right? Oh, Dungeons and Dragons was fun. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to JC for this one. He made me see Mark for Death, which is actually really fun. I had, I had a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, and a whole, I saw a whole ton of Van Damme, but yeah, a whole ton of Van Damme. Oh, and one more thing. Um, I saw Shattered Glass for the first time, which is probably one of the best journalism movies like ever made. Shattered Glass. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah Shattered Glass. Yeah. One. yeah. Uh, and I think... Oh, and I saw some really bad poor man's Top Gun. It's an Iron Eagle and Iron Eagle too. <laughs> <laughs> really bad, really, really bad. Um, so yeah, my Van Dam kick. Run through it quick. I saw 
Lionheart, which fucking rocked. I saw one second because JC just liked the post and knocked me off my page. Uh, I saw Death Warrant, which is solid. Cyborg sucked. Black Eagle sucked. Kickboxer, Kickboxer Vengeance. Fuck you, JC. Uh, not knock off. Fuck you. In hell, eh, it's okay. Uh, because I'm a completist, I saw the other kickboxer from 2018, which is fucking terrible. Uh, and that is, that is, oh, and because Helmer gave this two and a half stars, I wanted to re, I hadn't seen Commando in like 20 years. That movie is phenomenal. Hilariously entertaining. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's all I have. Oh, oh, wait. Got some more. Sorry. Um, I saw RKO 281. Which is probably what everyone thought Mank was going to be. <laughs> when I watch yep. it, I'm like, yeah, this, it's solid. It's a good TV movie. It's a good TV yeah. movie. Um, Cliffhanger, I haven't seen it in like two years. That movie slaps. <laughs> uh, Kiss the Girls, hadn't seen that ever, but I really liked it. Uh, and then the uh, Anthony Hopkins horror movie, directed by Richard Attenborough, Magic. Uh, Better than Gandhi. <laughs> I went three stars. I think I went three stars on Gandhi too. So we're about we're about okay, even. So we're about even. Right. Uh, it's really awesome when it's still in the city, and then they just change locations mid through, and it kind of that's where it kind of loses me a little bit. Uh, but th- it's solid. It, it, it's entertaining. You know who's remaking it? Oh no, who? Sam Raimi. That oh, okay. Next, yeah, let's do it. That might, right, his, yeah. that might that might be his next movie. Okay, I, I'm I'm down for that. Uh, but yeah, that's everything I got. Uh, now like, let's get to what we're here. The Sandlot 30th anniversary. I I can't believe this is not a summer movie. That's one thing. I saw this in theaters in April 1993. Uh, yeah, the movie came out on April 7th, 1993 with a budget of $7 million and it grossed $34 million for... Anyone that is not aware, The Sandlot is a 1993 coming-of-age comedy film directed and narrated by David McKay Mickey Evans, and it tells the story of a group of young baseball players during the summer of 1962. So I guess we'll start off with the first initial viewing. I'll start with JC, since he's the other elder statesman here. What is your first viewing of The Sandlot? Uh, I mean, I... Probably like 95, 95 96, because I, I know I saw this like before I was I was in kindergarten, so probably at like probably at like ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, this is, I've always loved it because it resonated with me just because I I mean you went you went to my wedding so you saw like my group of friends that were there like I had a big group just specifically sat together and those are all people that I grew up with so it's just a movie that since a kid since I love playing baseball I. I always resonated to it over the years has just meant a lot to me because it reminded me so much of my close friends and how we love to play all types of sport all year round. Jack. Yeah. uh, Honestly, it was just one of those movies that was kind of always in my life. Like I remember it was definitely like a big part of my life in like the third grade. Um, and I was a big baseball fan then, and so this movie kind of like really furthered that, and especially also just the idea of just running around with your friends like during the summer, like that was like I well, I 
didn't end up always being a baseball fan. Like I didn't play it as much like as I got older, but like I would still like spend the days out with my friends during the summer. So I still had like an emotional attachment to the movie, like at least in that regard. And then obviously it's just really fun and loaded with a bunch of really fun characters that we're going to talk about later on and some interesting style choices as well, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Ty? Uh, Yeah. So um, I think before this week, I've probably only seen the Sandlot, I think either once or twice in my whole life. And like, it was just one of those things where like, you know, I've seen it and like, oh yeah, it's just, I've, I've seen that movie and like, didn't give much thought into, you know, what my actual personal thoughts about it were, but then I watched it recently and uh, yeah, it's just like a, it's a simple, fun, coming of age kids movie. And uh, you know, there were a lot of things that I picked up on this time that I haven't noticed like in previous screenings, like uh, when they're uh, at the carnival and um, I didn't know they were uh, chewing tobacco on the, uh, on the ride and then uh, i didn't i didn't notice that i somehow didn't notice that beforehand and but um but yeah i know sandlot's a fun movie um fair sports movie i don't know if i i mean it's probably up there i don't know if it's number one for me but i have to really think about that but yeah sandlot's still a, a fun blast of a movie that i had a good time with. yeah for sure uh so yeah first time i saw it was in theaters uh it's kind of lived with me ever since uh it's not the best sports movie ever made obviously but um it's my favorite Without a doubt, it's the one I go to. The first sports movie I'm going to show Harley. It's kind of like it's going to kind of continue. Uh, it's also around the era of the what I consider the greatest sports kid movie <laughs> era of all time. We had yep. the Mighty Ducks trilogy. We had Rookie of the Year. We had Little Big League. We oh, had yeah. Little Giants. We had Angels in the Outfield. Just like a whole bunch. We even had Space Jam. Like we had a whole bunch of like kids sports movies that. And I, I, we don't get. I mean, you guys are younger than than JC and I. Is that even a thing when you guys were younger? Um, we had a we had the we had the Airbud movies, which eventually turned to like <laughs> we eventually turned to like Snow Buddies and Spooky Buddies, and like just a ton of other, you know, dumb crap like that. Yeah, um, we had to go back to the we had to go back to the nineties fountain and get the Sandlot and Bad News Bears and Rookie of the Year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean yeah, I mean I mean I I am born ninety nine. Jack I, are you're ninety nine, right? Too ninety nine, yeah. Yeah, we're both ninety nine, but like we still I mean we don't have that attachment like you know you guys do. But yeah, that, we do have it's just interesting. Yeah. And like the premises for these kids sports movies are ridiculous. Like the, do you know the premise of Rookie of the Year? Yeah. I know Jason like, does. Yeah. Yeah, like the kid breaks his arm and place of the Cubs, right? Because he breaks his his arm in Little League, Cubs, and then he gets signed by the Cubs because he just gets a rocket cannon from him breaking his arm, (laughs) and then Little Big League, and he he literally throws the baseball from like center outfield (laughs) to home (laughs) plate. Oh, not a kids movie, but another ridiculous sports movie that JC and I joke about all the time from Academy Award winner Brendan Fraser, The Scout. So this hmm. man, I don't know if you guys thought, well, I know Jack and I have talked baseball. So Jack, in his only game that he plays for the New York Yankees, he throws 27 up, 27 down, 27 strikeouts, and every On single 81, pitch, 81 pitches. 81 pitches. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> every pitch was a strike. 
what, and what, oh, I'm wondering, like, well, he just sounds like the best. Like, what is the movie going to be now? Because it just sounds like he's mastered the game. Well, that's the end of the movie because he, the he, has, oh. stage, he has stage fright, so he can't pitch in public. So that's, like, the gimmick of, like, the, the trouble wow. he has. It, it's definitely worth a watch just to see, like... That's like if in Rock, that's like if in Rocky 1 he literally just walks out and just, like, one-shots Apollo Creed and just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, that... Go ahead, go ahead. You forgot the funniest part about his, his first game. Where, where does it take place? Wasn't it the Yankee Stadium one? No, it's in the freaking World Series. Oh, you're right. It is during the World Series. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. And Jack, are, is this going to be on the menu oh, soon? Maybe if I lose in poker. Oh, that may, all right. All right. That that seems like it's. You're gonna have fun with it though. That's ah fine. Um, poker tournaments had real like hard watches. <laughs> but like I've always considered the salon, I think that's probably why it stuck around with me too. It's it reminds me a lot of a Christmas story with the narration playing mm. over. Um, yeah, it kind of it feels very on brand to like what worked for a Christmas story that ultimately worked for me, and it's like my and it's my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, so the salon has always felt like a Christmas story, but in the summer. Mm-hmm. Even though there is a sequel to a Christmas story called My Summer Story, which I have not seen, but our boy, our boy, our boy Romulus is in it. He plays, uh, I think he, Romulus plays Ralphie. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. That's a good recast. I could see him playing a Ralphie. Yeah, not that Ralphie, but something similar. But no, in terms of a very different take. Yeah, but in terms of production, this is actually one of those that I couldn't find much information on the actual production. It's pretty much yeah. inspired by the childhood experiences by David Mickey Evans bro- uh, and his brother had. Some older boys wouldn't let Evans play baseball with him. When they lost the ball over a brick wall, he thought he could get it, uh, get on their good side by retrieving it for them. When he hopped the wall, however, he found a giant dog named Hercules waiting on the other side. He was bitten, and the Santa was born. Um that's pretty much on the, on the production. There's not That's much else to add. Um, a drama, I have a classic. Trophy case. We're going moving on to the trophy case here. So, uh, just to go on and build off of what you said earlier about the Christmas story. Somebody else had, had that same sentiment. Our guy Roger Ebert. Oh, three did, out of four stars. Oh, rare W oh, yeah, in the 90s not, not for Big bad. Raj. Good for Not bad. Good for, not for, bad. Big Raj with the W there. Um. The Sandlot actually surprising to me when I started looking becoming obsessed with Ryan Tomatoes. It's actually fresh with sixty four percent on Ryan Tomatoes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what'd you say, JC? Recently, cause like about two three years ago, it was like at fifty seven. Cause I remember I was so shocked. I'm like, I really thought this stuff would have been like an eighty when I started getting into more like looking at older films. Like I was surprised that it that that it that it was fifty seven when I first saw it. But I you know like. Retrospect reviews, like it, it went up because it's like you could find that with like the last, I mean, with um, Phantom Menace, where it was like it, it, it premiered like in the 60s, but now it's in the 50s because people just. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm one of those on Halloween three, season of the witch, where my take is right under Roger Ebert's <laughs> take, and it's like two con- hey. really different takes. Um, but yeah, moving on to a new category that I brought that we're going to be using on these reel of backs going forward, Maestro's Corner, where we look at the composer of the film. I know J- Jack is like, what score are you talking about? So David Newman composed the score, and it's very little throughout, but you have it at the beginning. You have it sprinkled throughout. You also have it um, when Small catches the ball for the first time. The score is yeah. very oh, yeah. high. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about now. And then when, yep. ben, Benny, when Benny starts running, I don't know if that's part of the score or just another piece of music, but like that old Western like feel. Video, like when like the chase first begins? Yeah, yeah, I really dug oh, that. Oh, more on that later. More on that oh, later. No. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. All right. <laughs> song. All right. So that's all I got on the score. The music before the music before when he's in the when he's in like the yard and does like that standoff, like that western esque music, like that is score. But when once Hercules jumps the fence, that switches to a different. Song. That yeah yeah the wipeout yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. wipeout. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. I just wanted to give a little shout out to the corner. Now let's get to the fun stuff. What's age the best? Jack, start with you here. The cool guy actually being a cool guy. I think Benny the Jet Rodriguez is like, I don't think he has any right to be as cool and as like human as he is. Cause like, I don't think I've ever seen like a ringleader of like a friend group in a movie be like as accepting and like nice as he is. And just like, I love how except like how much he wants him to get into base, how much he wants smalls to get into baseball. Um, I think uh, James Earl Jones, the baseball double feature, yeah. this and Field of Dreams, I think that's a really good combo to have. The quote, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Yep. Put that put that on the, like that. That on the DVD case, why don't you? Uh, not solely being a baseball movie, because I honestly kind of just look at this as like also like a summer and like friendship movie. Like you don't just need, like you don't need like an enjoyment for baseball necessarily to like get something out of this movie i think uh and ham shit talking <laughs> man <laughs> insults aside i mean even just like when he's just being condescending to people and just like his normal speech delivery just he's not like my absolute favorite of the bunch but he is without question and far and away the funniest of them all all right jc what do you got here uh, pretty much everything Jack said, and um, I got to emphasize on Ham because like I even have a shirt with Ham that says "You're Killing Me, Smalls." So it's like you know, like him especially because I've I've seen a lot of memorabilia with him, and when they were doing that um that TikTok trend about with the with the song from Keeper by the Dozen when it was like when you're young and when you're older. <laughs> his, his was one of the big ones where it was like he did the he did the Babe Ruth pointing sign and then he did it as himself. So, like, I feel him overall, besides Benny the Jazz, probably the most popular aspect that has that has had a long, a long-lasting impact on pop culture. Ty, do, okay. you, do you have anything you can you want to throw out there? Uh, Jack pretty much covered uh, all of them. I guess um, if I had to throw out um, a couple, I'd say uh, the use of uh, tequila in the in the carnival scene. Yes. Um, yeah. my, my my two favorite instances of that song being used is this movie and uh Baby Driver. Yes, sir. That's um, that's, that's yeah. my Baby Driver is my third and this is my number 2. 
JC Noel is my number one use of tequila in a movie. Fucking Pee Wee, Pee Wee, baby, Pee Wee. Oh. Um. So yeah. So like, there's that. Um. I think what else? Uh. I remember. Um. So back in uh back when Vine was a thing, I remember seeing this Vine of uh this guy. He knows this lifeguard and like intentionally knocks himself out and like basically reenacts the whole cool scene from the Sandlot and even. The music in the background is even the whole this magic moment, mm-hmm. and um, so like, I remember like, I mean, obviously, I mean, say what you want about that scene, but I thought like that was a you know, that 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 seemed like it's kind of to be referenced like in in something like Wendy like, Peppercorn line. herself has kind of become like an icon. I think that name like it's pr- pretty iconic. I think a lot of people who don't even like know the movie well could still be like, oh, I've heard like I recognize that name from like a movie. I will say one other thing that I think has aged well is that the fact that this movie has uh, a nerdy, dorky kid, and he actually has the guts to shoot his shot. So, <laughs> yeah, props to, props to Squints for that. Nice. So. All right, I got a lot here, so I'll try to run through them quick. Um, what's aged the best? Fishes on baseball caps, because now we have the Miami Marlins with a giant fish on, on, on their caps. Vincent's Drugstore. I'll get to that a little later. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go with that one. Uh, trolling, because that's that's a big thing now. The Great Hambino, Babe Ruth. Um, I think I don't know if JC's gonna get this one, but maybe some of our listeners. And I know Tyler and Jack will get this. The Tristan look, aka having your top button on your college shirt button while playing baseball. <laughs> 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 Jack, you look puzzled. No, I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to remember who had it. In oh, the- Smalls. 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 Yeah, Smalls. Yeah. yeah. His neck was being destroyed <laughs> by that top button. Uh, the strength of wood in that treehouse when they're all going through the story of the beast because there's like eight kids in there and like I know nine. they're kids, but like that's a really strong fucking treehouse. Um, maybe some could say age the worst here, but I think it's hilarious when they're going to the pool and ham is walking through all the girls and he, the way he says hello to all the girls and he flexes in front of them before you're doing a, a, a cannonball. It's hilarious. Um, Ray Charles's America, the beautiful, that scene slaps. Yep. We're going to talk yep. about it later. Yeah. The name Benjamin Franklin yep. Rodriguez. Woo. Yeah. Um, it you know, stuff right there. Universal monsters. For what Jack's pull later, uh, the value of murderers roll sign baseball because that's for someone that collects collectibles. That's probably like a three four million dollar ball. Like if yeah. he still had it, and finally, hundred year old ball at this point. And finally, um, if you're gonna ask me how I know this is true, it's just an assumption, a strong assumption I'm making is that. What's age the best? Benny the Jet Rodriguez's love for Tom Atkins that leads him to have a porn stash at the end of his career for the LA Dodgers. <laughs> well, you know who plays him, right? No, who, who is that? It, it was his, his brother, brother. Mike Vitar's brother. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Older, yeah. Um, what's age the worst? I, I'll go here first since I already finished here. Uh, large brim hats. I repeat, large yeah. fucking brim hats. Burn them. Burn that, them. That fucking brim is the length of the Lincoln Tunnel. 
It is. <laughs> it is so so fucking long. Um, PF Flyers as athletic sneakers. Yes. From someone that plays sports and has played basketball for thirty plus years at this point, I would my ankles would be destroyed if I fucking ran and, and played sports in PF Flyers. Like I'll just. I just had it shorter. I just put PF Flyers because I think Converse has just completely like shot them out in that market. Yeah. Like I don't see anybody wearing them anymore. Only fans of the movie, um, right? What right. What else is age of words? And this is unfortunate for kids nowadays. Kids actually playing outside during the summer that doesn't yep. happen at all mm. anymore. Yeah. Um, plastic toy mitts. What a fucking idiot Smalls in to. To fucking play catch with a, a plastic mitt, um, <laughs> I'll probably will get flack with for this s'mores. I hate s'mores; they're gross. You are. Oh my god! Anti-chocolate continues again. I, I will I say, I mean, I, I would crap on you for a day, but knowing how much you don't like chocolate, I'm not surprised. Gross. Yeah. Um. I'm going to call out the you saying that Benny is a really great guy for one reason and one reason only. There is no you, JC, Tyler, myself, anyone that we know would never let Smalls on our fucking baseball field. That kid is garbage. Absolute garbage. The only reason he lets him on the field is he even admits he's like, now I can play multiple positions because now we have a full nine. Exactly. Gotta say, Larry Vaughn, better guy than Benny the Jet Rock. Yeah, yes. Oh my god, Dave. <laughs> That's a hot take. That's a hot take. <laughs> um, this is more on the parents. Uh, the fact that these kids can't afford a baseball. I mean, 98 cents. Like, and, 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 and 1962. Like yeah. I don't know. I just thought 98 cents between nine people. That's 10 cents. 10, 11 cents? They could have yeah, that together. but I mean, what, like, they're 12. What's their source of income? Like, it's literally yeah. couch cushions. I just feel whatever they can find. like when I, when I was going to high school or when I was, like, their age, like, my mom would give me, and it was the early 90s or, like, mid-90s, my mom would give me, like, $3 a day. Really? So I could have expected that in that era, their parents could have given them, like, a quarter a day. Or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you also see them with like cokes, like you know when they're sitting around. So, like yeah. they have, they have other, they have other bills to pay. Um, and then last, <laughs> last two is um, this actually has age bad, not even in a funny way. Pretending to drown to kiss a girl. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Love squints, yeah. but yeah. And then finally, um. Not knowing not to play with a ball that's signed by Babe Ruth, just just right asinine. How, how the fact? I don't know how. Like, I mean, I guess you wouldn't like think about it, but like, if I hold a ball, I'm usually like you know kind of like, just like tossing it around. I'm surprised nobody thought about it or like nobody looked mm. at it in like the little yep. bit before they like uh, played. For um, sure. Um. All right, Jack. What do you got? We overlapped on a few, so I'll just kind of touch on a couple of small ones. Me getting glasses that opened the door. That opened the door for a lot of squints. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're like the Thomas Mitchell was new, David, but the squints that's been around since high school for me at least. Um, 
we we've talked about PF flyers, but another fashion thing, the deep cuffs. Like I could straight up put my phone inside those pant leg cuffs that like, you know, pretty much just like take like a quarter of like the jean leg and just fold it up. Um uh, and then the only other thing I have written down is I just they just go back to saying about how he was in the worst pickle I'd ever been in. They I say that yeah. I swear at least like seven times. <laughs> yeah, I have that too. I have it written down for later, but yeah, that, that's that's definitely it. Uh, JC, what do you got? Um, I have the the whole squids thing in the pool, like in this age of consent and all that. Like that would have that would have been horrible because it's like it's like. That was the first piece of the scene where they're making fun of how the Asian people talk. Like in the nineties, man, mm-hmm. a lot of movies had that. Nobody really made a big fuss about it, but when the Speaker came out, that was a whole a big talking point. Um, and then also like you play ball like a girl. It's hilarious. Yeah, my favorite line. But you know, now in the day where we see like a lot of like look at the the women's final four, like the the, the championship game, like that game was incredible. Like. I had more fun watching them than I had the men's game. So, so like, I think a, Le- a league of their own came out like the year before. Like look at even like for me and Dave, like wrestling. Like, you know, we grew up where where it was like the divas, like women didn't get to wrestle and now we have women that are main events and so it's like women, that you play. women had the best match at WrestleMania last week. It's perfect exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like you know, like nowadays, like that's not really a. I mean, it still might be might get a few jokes, but it's like women athletes are really good now. So it's like, eh, that's not really this. Alrighty, and Ty, do you have anything? Uh, no, you guys basically just covered all of them. I was gonna say the whole you play ball like a girl thing, but JC already covered that. Um, <laughs> I guess if I had to pick one, I guess my whole thing is like I. I don't know why, but, like, whenever I see, like, you know, I, I see, like, a giant, well-layered cake, like, get destroyed or, like, fall apart, like, I, I feel so bad for the people who made it. <laughs> not, you know how, like, there's that chase sequence to go through that 4th of July party? Mm-hmm. And, like, there's, like, the two guys are carrying, like, a like a 12-layer cake, and then, like, they, they run through it, they get through fine, but then the guy on stills, he falls, like, the cake goes flying in the air, and they crash on them, and, uh... Yeah, you know, I'm like, man, I feel so bad for people who like they built that entire cake just to get away from that. More your speed, Dave. It was vanilla, so I'm sure you're upset about it too. <sighs> I could have had at least and one piece. Another, of that. another thing about that is that I noticed this time around is that like when the cake starts falling down, that it's and it falls on two guys. It's already destroyed by the time it falls on them. Like it's not like you know, yeah. it, like it falls in and, and then it, it collapses. Like it's already like in pieces and it falls onto the guys. Yeah, and like, oh, that's you have the falling shot. The falling shot, it's like shot. all together, and then it cuts yeah, it all together, and then cuts the two guys. It's already, you know, in pieces. <clears throat> Splendid. Um, so next up, we get to our categories. Ty, so I know you. I didn't tell you these before, but you can kind of get an idea when I run through it with with uh, okay. with Jack and JC. First up, the Joe Spinell That Guy Award. Um. <laughs> It's my guy, but it's Patrick Renner, right? Yeah. No matter what yeah. Name, I, always says Ham- I know his name, but I'm like, it's Hambino. Yeah, because I saw him on Boy Meets World a lot, and then I saw him on The green, uh, the Big Green, the other Disney movie he was in, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. Boy, with Chauncey. Yeah, I'm like, that, that's Hambino. What about you, Jack? What do you got? I've actually got Arliss Howard. 
Uh, he was in Full Metal Jacket, Natural Born Killers, uh, the Lo- Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and Mank, even. Who, uh, who is he, he in here? Old, old Smalls. He plays Old Smalls. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. JC, what do you got? I mean, I was going to say... I, I think like I would agree with Patrick Renner, but I think uh, actually Smalls because like Smalls, like Patrick Renner has a like Big Green is another big childhood classic for a lot of us '90s kids. But like Smalls is like Smalls. Like I saw him in Mystic River. Oh, that's Smalls. So I'll, I'll go with Tom Geary. However you say his last name. So that's guy. That's kind of the idea, Ty. Who's the guy that you're like okay. when you watch another movie? You're like, oh yeah, that's for me. Like I see Patrick Renner, I'm like, yeah, that's Cambino. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Like whenever I whenever I see Patrick Graham, because like I think out of all the Sandlot all actors here, he's probably gotten the most. Um, he's probably the only one that's had an actual acting career after this movie. Of the of, right. the, of the guys, there is someone that has a, yeah. had a very nice career since the Sandlot. Uh, yeah. All right, great. Um, Jack, but uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I'd say I'd say I'd say him. Um, but I get, but I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I agree with Patrick Grena. Jack, I don't even know if you have anything here. Who do who's Al Martino? I don't know. I don't I think mean, there's anyone here. That's like, the recast one, right? Yeah, I don't think there's anybody. Okay, I guess we could just talk about this here. What do you guys think of the narration? I like it. <laughs> okay. Like, All right. like the only thing, if we're gonna do something, how about we if Gene Shepard was still alive, let's just bring back Gene Shepard for this. <laughs> I say they, I say they should have, they should have stuck with Arliss uh, Howard as the narrator because like oh, it, no, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me that he only played he only played the uh, he only played him at the end of the movie when like he's called yeah, I, I know that but I'm saying like and like if you're if you're gonna cast two adult smalls one for supposed as him and one as the voiceover you know why have the why not have the voiceover why have um you know yeah. the guy actually plays him be the uh, narrator. Well, the voiceover was the director himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I know that, but I'm yeah, saying, he's saying like, why is it just both? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, Who would be a good one scene at the end? Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, Dave. Oh, oh no, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? He throws like, I'm a fan of man. <laughs> uh, yes, Pacino in the commentary booth would be great. Uh, here comes Jack's award, the Maurice Jarre music moment of the movie. Um, I got three, but I'll let Jack go. All right. I'll go from fourth to first. So fourth place, I've got Green Onions. You know, classic cool guy song as like the Little League team is rolling onto the sandlot to like face off. Third place, America the Beautiful, Ray Charles. Awesome rendition and really good use. Top two, I think, is undisputable. It's really just in order of which order you put it in. Second place, I have Tequila. And first place, I have Wipeout. Like, once Hercules goes over that fence and the, the laugh and Wipeout starts and the drums just start going, it's on. Yeah, those are those are my top two as well. Tequila's my, num- tequila's my number one. I- okay, yeah, I figured as much. So I guess this is a new category, JC. Like favorite musical moment in the movie. What do you got? 
Um, no, the same as Dag. Wipeout with tequila because Wipeout like in it. Like it anticipates the chase and then tequila is just because I love the scene because like Grant, I didn't do chewing tobacco, but like me and my friends, we we snuck like we were younger, like like a cigarette and like maybe wanted to taste some one of our parents' beers. So I know that feeling of trying to do something that obviously is too much and you know like like cough or you know throw up or some of my friends when they taste the beer. So those two, because just the meaning they have for me. Awesome. And what about you, Ty? Favorite music moment in the movie? Um, I have said Tequila is number one for me. Um, I'd say I put Wipeout at number two. And I'd say Ray Charles Ray Beale number three. And then I put I put This Magic Moment number four. Awesome. All right. Deadlift Strange, sixth man of the film. Who is the best supporting <laughs> player? Um, Can I cheat and just say Hercules? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think any of the team players are valid because they're all in the movie too much. So you have to kind of go elsewhere. Like the only other human person, it'd probably be Marley Shelton. James Earl Jones. Okay, yeah. One scene, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got one scene and that kind of is like... If that scene doesn't work, I don't think the, move, like the movie at the end really doesn't work. And he kills it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Her- Hercules, yeah, definitely up there too. I'd say. All right, JC, you got anybody here? Uh, yeah, James Earl Jones. Like to to quote the rewatchables, he was he's Dion Waiters. He's mm-hmm. one scene, like three threes, and like a steal, <laughs> and like three right. minutes. <laughs> um, Ty, what about you? What do you got? Um, uh, I'll go out exactly what JC said. James Earl Jones. Um, All right. I will say a quick shout out to uh, Dennis Leary. I had no idea he was yeah. stepped out of this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll just give a shout out to Vince Lee for that. Right before he made Suicide Kings, if anyone has ever seen that movie. With fuck Christmas. yeah, anniversary <laughs> coming up. <laughs> the guys are like, what the fuck is Suicide Kings? <laughs> I, I could see Jack enjoying it because I, I think he's a Christopher Walken guy. And Christopher Walken as a mafioso getting kidnapped is, is pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, <laughs> all right, and finally, last category b- before we get to Peaks and Valley here, the Becky O'Shea Icebox MVP of the film. Uh, I'm going to go with Patrick Rana because he's the man. <laughs> like, there's no... Like, Benny the Jet is not funny. Patrick Rana and yeah. Hambino <laughs> is hilarious. Uh, yes, I'm going with him. Jack, who's your MVP? I, I, I'm with you. I, we we are gonna do our team rankings. Yes, I that's believe. coming. That's coming. Uh, back. So my ranking might be different, but I mean, just in terms of entertainment value, it, it's definitely Patrick Renna. JC, what do you got? Uh, we're three for three. Hamby, you know, my favorite character, mm-hmm. the best lines, most memorable, best merch seller. The, the gifs, like come on, like whenever I send Jenny like a kiss, I use his stuff when he's when he's throwing the blow. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. He now he now has a clothing line called Hambino Athletics. So mm. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, good stuff. They have a lot nice. of good clothes on there. Uh, Ty, do you have anyone else? Uh, so I'll say something other than Patrick. Renner. I'll say um Mike Vitar and uh, Shanti Laparty. Um, Mike Vitar, yeah. um, Mike Vitar, just because, like, I don't know, I remember who said it earlier, but the fact that you know we have a we have a cool a, a kids movie with a but with, with a cool guy in it, and he's actually nice. Um, I'll say that, and then uh, Sean Silaparty for playing Squints, I think he he nailed the role too. Like he he what we say he understood the assignment. 
Absolutely. Oh, All right. Before yeah. we rank the players, Peaks and Valley, who peaked with the Sandlot or what peaked with the Sandlot and who what had the best post-Sandlot career? So I'll do Peaks first on my end. Is this the peak for the word pickle? I think it's uh, the peak of pickles in baseball. I don't think they're <laughs> never <laughs> that nice in the game. I'll, I'll go with Jack on that. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever seen, like, what actually happened in, like, a game. I just, like, know him from this movie. Um, outside of the Yankees' five World Series in the last – from two, 1996 to 2009, is this the peak for baseball? I say yes. Um, baseball and kids' movies. Peak for what is the peak of baseball? The nice, I mean, the summer of '98 to a lot of people probably. <laughs> then, yep, no, what about uh, what about the, the Steve Bartman incident? Is that that's is that, definitely not that? Year. Although there is a <laughs> very All right, we're going to the 2016 Chicago World Series. Let's go. <laughs> Although there is uh, an again, incre- that, that, that was just me asking. There, I, no, no, no. there is an incredible <laughs> documentary for the Thirty for Thirty on the whole Steve Bartman incident. I yeah, highly, highly recommend you watch it, Tyler. It is bananas what he went through. And it wasn't even his fault in the end. If you really want to watch all. a documentary. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I know the story and everything. But, like, yeah, I'll have to check out that, I'll check yeah, out it's that documentary. It's so good. It's so good. Um, all right. Is this the peak for hat brims? Um... Jack's like hmm. it has to be. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to think Name another brim in, 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 a, uh, in a hat in a movie or anywhere. Anyway, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll yes. go with. Uh, I'll, I'll agree. Once upon a time in the West, the opening with harmonica. Oh my god! And the resting of the brim over his eyes. I think. I think we'll agree to this. Is this the peak for children's sports movies? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Is this the peak for the state of Utah? Because this movie was filmed in Utah. Utah. Ah! Where's Shining film? Uh, Shining film in Colorado. Colorado, yeah, I think it probably so. Probably wasn't filmed in Colorado, but it takes place in Colorado because I know um, Cooper Cated flying. Uh, I yeah, say, I guess, unless we look deeper. Uh, I, I, I say, I would say no, just because I know Hereditary was shot in Utah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Is this the peak? For Vincent's drugstore, I'm gonna say no because there's another movie. I'm gonna mention it a little later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, is this the peak for the insult L7 weenie? Yep. Well, it's the I, only other only yeah, place I, I've ever <laughs> outside of this movie. Is this the peak? I don't for, even know what the L7 refers. I don't, to. I don't know either. Is this the peak for cannonballs? Um, <laughs> Shadow How. Okay. And finally, is this the peak for the? Is this the peak for singing "America the Beautiful" in any movie? I'm gonna say yes. What yeah. are the contenders? You I know? can't even think of it. Yeah, what contenders? I probably want to know. If you can't um, think of another one, there isn't another one. Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Jack. What do you got? What What's peak here? Um, we we touched on a couple. Um. I don't think it's the peak of baseball movies, but it's up there. Um, is it the peak for child storytelling moments? Christmas story think, is. Yes, I'd say so. Stand by me. What what story? What do you mean, like? 
Oh, like that, like squints. Stand by me, like the lard ass story. Oh no, yeah, I see what you mean. So I think yes, then I go yes then. I I I think I lean stand by me, but this is number two. The the lard ass story is great, and I think fuck yeah. I think Gordy is a way better storyteller than Squints is. <laughs> so you weren't a fan of you weren't a fan of the forever. Forever. The best use of the Dodgers in a in a movie. Oh, that's a good one. I think he forty two. Uh, rookie of the year was Cubs. Yeah, um, I would use forty two. Moneyball but uh, Oakland. Forty, but forty two yeah. was the Brooklyn Dodgers. So is it, if this Correct. is the best use of the LA Dodgers, <laughs> I may say yes. I can't think of anything else. Rocket. Yeah, I can't think of the movie with, uh, with the LA Dodgers in it. Uh, is there anything else with Babe Ruth? Yeah, John Goodman, baby. The Babe, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this will be second place for Babe Ruth, and that's what I had. All right, JC, what do you got? James Earl Jones in baseball movies. I like him in this movie more than in Field of Dreams, even though it's just one scene. I feel like this is a more impactful scene to the story. Uh, his baseball movies, because I still think A League of Their Own and Moneyball are, are better made movies. But I love, but like, I'm with David, like, it's my favorite baseball movie. Um,. And then I will go Mike Vitar's career because I'm pretty sure Dave might tackle this later on. He didn't have such a great adult life per se, given something mm-hmm. that happened with him. Mm-hmm. And then every besides that, because they're like Patrick Renner and 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 Squints and and Smalls have had pretty successful. Well, not successful, but they've had other big movies after this. For sure. Uh, Ty, do you have anything here? Um. Honestly, I'd say uh, same thing. I think this is the I think this is the peak of uh, um, '90s kids sports movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that. Um, I'd say for. I'd say for uh, for Mike Victor, uh Yeah, I mean, I'm outside of this. The only thing I've I looked him up. Like the only other things that I the only big things I've noticed that he did were the um, the the Mighty, Mighty Ducks, Ducks sequel. Yeah. Um. So there's I'll I'll give him that. Um. I think the only other peak is that. Uh, Sean C. Leopardy, I'm going back to him again. He, uh, so this movie spawned uh, two sequels, um, which I'm sure are nowhere near as good as a, as this at anyway. all. I have seen uh, Sandlot heading home. I have seen the third one, and um, in that one, uh, I think uh, he was the. They had a couple of uh, people come back from previous movies for that movie. And Sean C. Leopardy, who played Squints, he came back for the third movie. Yeah, I've seen. I'm Live. gonna. I'm gonna talk about that a little later uh, before we finish. I mm-hmm. have like stuff on the sequels there, so I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Dave, yeah. Going going back to the peak of Utah, I, I I officially disagree. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and the Searchers. That was filmed in Utah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, Valley here, best career or or. Best outcome since the Sandlot. So I think Mar- out of the Mar- actors, I think Marley Shelton is probably career-wise acting. Uh, yeah, it's really crazy how like really none of these kids like had like a fruitful life because like there's de- there's definitely a lot of personality among them, and they're definitely like talented kids. And the fact like none of them really like got big is definitely like upsetting. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, last two, uh, I mentioned jokingly before, but best. Fishes on baseball caps, ironically. 
uh, are connected to Steve Bartman with the whole. They were playing the Florida Marlins, which also yeah. happened. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah. And finally, uh, you're killing me, Smalls, because that is I still use that to this day. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jack? You got anything? Uh, on top of what you had, uh, tequila. Mm-hmm. I think. That, well, what did you you said that you had another favorite use of that, right? Pee-wee's what was it? Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, that came first. Okay. Well, then Baby Driver came after, so I can still say yeah, but. Uh, and yeah, there were a ton of valleys, I think, that came from this, because a lot of the other, well, I guess you could say youth sports movies, too, because I feel like a lot of them came out after this, or a decent chunk of them did, at least. Um, but yeah. Alrighty. JC, what do you got? Um, I have Dennis Leary. Like, I feel like when this movie Mm. came out, he was just starting his stand-up career, and then after that, he he blew up, you know, he had the stand-up specials, he had Rescue Me. So, yeah, I'll go Dennis Leary. Alrighty, and Ty, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I'd say same thing. Uh, Dennis Leary and James Earl Jones. Um, although James Earl's already established himself, but I think like you know they're the two biggest stars out of this movie. Um, I think from looking at it, I think uh, I mean although Patrick Grant didn't have much career um outside of Sandlot, the fact that like he has made a name for himself like as as Ham and like you know now like the fact that he nowadays like he has like he's on T-shirts that say "You're killing me, Smalls" mm-hmm. and like. And all that and he has like his own like clothing line now. Um, you know, he definitely, you know, benefited from this movie. So um I'll just say that. Awesome. All right, and then let's finish off with a few more things. Let's rank the Sandlot players. Uh I'll do my I'll run through mine and whatever you guys disagree, just let me know. So there's nine players. So we're gonna do we're gonna start with Timmy and Tommy as eight and nine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Timmy, because he has no, he can't think for himself at all. All he does is right. copy well, his brother. Tommy. Yeah, it's Tommy. Oh, then switch him around. And Tommy, Tommy, and Tommy, yeah. then Tommy's nine and Timmy's eight. Yeah. Bertram, just because he got lost in the sixties and no, <laughs> and, and we don't know whatever happened to him. Um, six is Smalls. Yeah. Cause he's actually, yeah. cause I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt. Cause he's, brings us to this world, but he's the worst player on the team. Um, five is Hercules. He doesn't count. We, he's not, he a, does player. not count. Five. He's a player. No, he's, yeah, he's not a player. Wait, yeah, who are you missing? It's then I am missing five. someone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then I put yeah, yeah, five. Kenny, four, because he could actually pitch. Kind of. Throws a, lot, throw, throws a lot of high end. Squint is my guy, so he's three. Oh, come on. That's my guy. <laughs> Two is Benny the Jet, and then Hambino's number one for me. We're talking about baseball. We're talking about Yeah, baseball. dude. That's that's why I put Benny at one. I was like, because Benny, like... Yeah. Power hitter. <laughs> Hambino's a power hitter, baby. And he's a professional wrestler. Power hitter, baby. Um, so we're not even ranking the players. We're ranking them by their side accomplishments. <laughs> What do you got, so Jack? What, so what? Timmy and Tommy opening the malls wasn't that impressive to you, though? Who gives a fuck about yeah, it? They, they should be like top five by that. By that, by that. <laughs> yeah, they probably they might be the it might be the richest of the of the. They are. Now. That, then, they, <laughs> then in that case, Bertram must be last then because yeah. he got lost in the sixties, as we said before. <laughs> but Jack, no, our, our our list is actually like pretty similar. Like nine through six, 
We know nine through five we have completely matched up. Then I have Squints at four, Denunez at three, Ham at two, and Benny at one. All right, so we're pretty we're pretty much there. Yeah, we're we're pretty much close aside from the top four like switch watch. And JC, your for your one would be Benny, I assume. Yeah, yeah, me, me and Jack have the exact same list. Let's go. And Ty, I know you don't have a list, but what would, okay, what yeah, I, I got, I got the, I got the cast pulled up right here, so I'm just gonna like just read it off and just like um go from there. So uh, I'd say number one, I'd say I'd say Bertram. I put him in, him dead last just because, like I said, like I, after six, you never really heard from him. Um, <laughs> I love that line every time I watch the movie because as an adult, I kind of have an idea of what happened to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so I, I, I start with him, and then I'd say uh, um. Timmy and Tommy, uh, same reasons, you know, like, I mean, I, aside from what they do in the future, you know, I mean, t- Timmy, Timmy's the brains, Tommy just repeats everything he says. Um, so I'd say them, I'd say so that's seven, eight, nine, uh, number six, I'd say Smalls, I'd yes. say Smalls in there. Uh, five, I'd say yeah, yeah. Um, four, um, let's see, who, who, who have I not chosen yet? Oh, yeah. Uh, four, I'd say, uh, shoot, wait, so I'm missing, yeah, I'm missing Kenny, 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 and, uh, Denunez, I think, um, four, I'd say, I'll I'll go Squints number four, um, three, I'd say, um, I'm gonna go with Ham for three. No! Ooh. Okay. I mean, oh, I mean, I'll say well. Okay, I'll say. Two, let me let me backtrack. I'll say two and three. I'm back for between Ham and Nunez because although Ham actually, you know, he's a good catcher and like you know he he's a good hitter and like, power hitter, baby. All that. Nunez called the shot. Called the shot. looks like a really good pitcher. And then I've got the number one. I'd I say mean, Benny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he played triple A ball, but Hambino became a professional wrestler. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd rather watch baseball than wrestling. Oh fake wrestling. my god! I don't think I don't think Tyler's ever getting invited ever again on WrestleMania for you. Hey, I didn't I didn't mention a certain movie. All right, so <laughs> all right, so let's finish off with some fun facts here. Don't have that many, but uh, I've been holding this one, and JC has looked perplexed every time I mention this drugstore. So the Vincent, <laughs> yeah, oh, I get it. The Vincent drugstore that is seen when Smalls first goes to the Sandlot is also used five years earlier in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. That is actually the drugstore that Jamie Lloyd gets her costume. When I first realized that on my own, I I was like, yes, I love the Sandlot even more. I, had, a... I, I didn't even bother writing it down because I was like, Dave's going to remind me about it like in the call at some point. Must be a very big Halloween fan, so... Kudos to him. Uh, number two, PF Flyers were brought back for a limited time after the movie came out. Actually, were brought back again for the 25th anniversary five years ago. Uh, we Maybe we'll buy some this year. Who knows? I would never 30. wear those sneakers. Absolutely. Never <laughs> I like my ankles just the way they are. Writer um, uh, David, Mc- David Mickey Evans has stated that all the child actors had such a wonderful summer working on the film to the point that they considered it the greatest summer of their lives. It did, you know, you can kind of watch the movie, like, they're vibing really it. well, yeah. 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 Uh, in 1998, Michael Pilador nice. sued 20th Century Fox and the producers of the film. Uh, Pilador was sued them for defamation 
who was a childhood classmate of David Mickey Evans, the writer of the movie. He claimed that the character Michael Squint was derogatory and caused him shame and hum- humiliation. Uh, the, <laughs> the trial, the, 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 they said, uh, they found it in favor of the director. So, yeah. Uh, the late Kobe Bryant actually watches every 4th of July with his family. That was a nice little fact that, that nice. I found. Nice. Nice. Five of the members of the Sandlot team, Patrick Rana, Chauncey Leopardi, Marty York, Brandon Quinton Adams, and Grant Gild had roles in different episodes of Boy Meets World. The late R. LaFleur also was in Boy Meets World, for all our Boy Meets World fans out there. Uh, yeah. James Earl Jones and the late Art LaFleur also are in another sports movie, The Great Field of Dreams. Both films, Art LaFleur plays a dead baseball player. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of the this is from IMDb, so I'm using this term from there. A lot of fans, especially millennials, have considered the film to be a big part of their childhood because they can relate to the story of friendship shown in this film. It is considered one of the greatest summer movies of all time. I, yeah, I, I, out of movies that take place in the mm-hmm. summer, I think this is well, What would you say is your favorite you summer movie? Do we consider Ferris Bueller summer because it's late June before no, graduation? That's nah, school's, nah, that's in, that's school's in session. Okay, I say, I say it's spring. Because I was going to say, because if we watch Ferris Bueller, it's close to graduation. So that's why I'm like, are we going to, yeah. can we cheat there? I, I, if it's not Ferris Bueller, then I guess it's this. I can't think of. Is that Jaws? I'm going Jaws. Oh, Jaws. yeah, yeah. Call by your name. I guess, yeah. sure. Moon, Moonrise Kingdom, I don't know if that's in the summer. I feel like that's, like, could be spring, because I feel like there's, like, the tree, like the trees aren't fully developed entirely. Friday the 13th. Okay. And there's also, like, some fall vibes, too. So I don't know. That kind of gives me, like, camp vibes, but also, like, it also kind of feels like three different seasons. And true, Jaws is okay. Jaws, Larry Vaughn, The Sandlot, Benny Rodriguez, both selfish individuals. I, I, I see it there. I see it there. <laughs> and it's, this is your new Danny LaRusso take that, that Benny's a bomb with you with me. No! Danny LaRusso's a bitch. I mean, Danny LaRusso's like at another level. Um, this movie takes place over a course of 10 days. Uh, it feels a little longer than 10 days, but yeah. 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 And finally, Brandon Quinton Adams is notable for appearing in three kids sports films in the 90s. He played Jesse Hall in The Mighty Ducks and his, and the first sequel. Um, and he was actually originally set to appear in D3, but because his role was so small, he decided to ditch and not appear in the movie. Good for him. Um, I like D3, man. D3's solid. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, if, if like, I'm glad that he had integrity to be like, you know, like, I'm gonna come back, I, I'm one of the originals, I should have a bigger role. I do, like, if we look at talent-wise in the Mighty Ducks, he's easily the third best player on that team. After after Banks and, and Conway, so, yeah. I think he's the third best. Uh, and then, like Ty mentioned before, sequels and prequels. So, Sandlot 2 came out in 2005. I did see Sandlot 2. It is essentially the same movie, but Except. they it's basically letting a girl join the team. But it's basically no, 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 no. Yeah, and, they're, and, they're, and they're trying to get back a, a rocket instead of a baseball. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only returning cast member is James Earl Jones, though, as Mr. Myrtle. Uh, and then the one that time mentioned, the Sandlot Heading Home, came out in 2007. Uh, Luke Perry is in this. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Rest in peace. Uh, a prequel was announced in 2018, but never happened. And as of 2009, when Disney Plus first started, a series with the original cast has been in the works, but nothing, nothing as of yet. We're so, waiting on that. Yeah, I'm hoping, really, really hoping we get that. Uh, but yeah, that wraps everything up. Uh, did I miss anything you guys wanted to add? Just the Mike Guitar thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's a firefighter now. He quit acting, and he got into a little trouble a couple of years ago, JC, if you want to bring that up. No, yeah, was I mean I don't know. I thought you had the I thought you had the details, but basically it was like I think it was like a bar fight, and I believe he killed the guy, right? No, 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 no. It was. Oh, he it was badly. It, it was like on Halloween. They were like they wrongly like accused some guy of like handing out like drug laced candy, and so they like pinned him down, and like I, I'm pretty sure the guy lived, but like I think he might have like went into a coma or something. He went to the hospital like in bad shape, and. Yeah, he was like discharged for some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so that wraps everything up. Thanks, guys, for joining us this week. Uh, next week, I believe we're chop talking with Killer Clowns of Outer Space before the fought, and then Evil Dead because Evil Dead comes out the twenty first. So yeah, uh, JC will be back for that. Ty, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you want to plug before you go? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Tyler Banark Reviews Movies. Uh, Banark spelled B A N A R K. This will be the one time I'll throw us out there, but I am almost at a thousand followers, and I would love to get that at some point for the next month or so. So, if I please, I would love to get that. If you want, to see, I would love to have that goal. So, if you please help me out with that, I'd appreciate it. Um, and I'll just cover this right now for JC, Jack, and Dave. Also, feel free to check out uh, the League of Cinephiles on Instagram and YouTube. And then I'm also uh, checking my work on cinemasauce.com uh, and uh, some of Dispatch, where I've occasionally written on it. So. Awesome. Yeah, let's let's get tied to a thousand. And JC, um, you can find me on America with the movies on Instagram. I pretty much post news on TV and movies and review movies and TV a lot. Um, and I'm currently doing this year long project called 90s from Friday where I'm reviewing movies from the 90s. I usually try to go a bit more obscure and not do popular ones because mostly most of the popular ones people have already seen and know about them. And same, like, like Tyler said, where I'm part of the speaker set of with the guys. Nice. Jack? Uh, yeah, like they said, League of Cinephiles, you can also find us on the Critics Circle. Uh, oh, yeah. And we also, and you can also see my individual takes on movies at Letterboxd. You can look up my name. And you can find my work at thecinematicgirl.com. And you can find my work on Ron Tomatoes, also Letterboxd. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Cinematic Grill. Until next week, see you at the movies.